Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is March 6, 2020. This is the Post Smackdown Podcast. Sean Ross Sapp with Mr. Warren Hayes. We got lots of stuff for you guys to check out. So, oh my God, just so much stuff. So much stuff. I don't even know where to start. Don't know where to start. So let's go ahead <laughs> and talk about this SmackDown, which I, I got to say, didn't hate this SmackDown. Two weeks in a row, I didn't hate this SmackDown. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought it was boring as a pair of gray socks. Understandable. I didn't. I didn't care for it at all. I, 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 I felt it's rare that I watch wrestling, even though because wrestling is always about ups and downs. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's seldom a perfect show from top to bottom, and it's seldom that I finish an hour of wrestling where I'm like, I just wasted sixty minutes, and that's how I felt about the first hour. Well, here's it, the thing. I don't know how to segue to this, Warren, but something much more important happened tonight. Really? I'm getting my own enhancement match. No. <laughs> Warren! Primetime Pro Wrestling presents Sean Ross Sapp Served Tall. And, you know, the thing is, I, I'm doing this for charity. I'm not taking a booking fee, but I said, you know what? You still got to give me what I want. And you know what I asked for, Warren? What did you ask for, Sean? Well, one, I, I asked for some donations to Wigs for Kids in lieu of this. In lieu of me, super famous being on this show but i said you know what i want i want a squash match i want to come out of this show looking like roses uh, by the time this show is over sean ross app served hall thursday april 2nd american legion post five doors open at two bell time two thirty. i think josh barnett's gonna hit me up and he's gonna oh. say emergency we gotta have you on blood sport because I am competing in a brawl for tall match. A brawl for tall match. Three you mean- one minute rounds, brawl for all rules, but it's a brawl for tall because I get to call the shots, right? So we're adding kicks in. Kicks are oh. legal. 
Kicks are legal, and I get to pick my opponent. I am on a jobber search, and people keep saying stuff like Brian Alvarez. Brian's got a black belt. That's way too tough. I ain't doing that. People keep name-dropping people. Here's the thing, guys. If you've seen them wrestle, they aren't jobbery enough for me. I want the absolute biggest slob I can find. The biggest dork I can find. And I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be beautiful, isn't it, Warren? Uh, look, uh, we, we, can only, we can only imagine what kind of absolute disaster this is going to be heading no into this it. This is a terrible idea, right? I haven't wrestled yeah. in like two years. This is going to be fantastic. I'm so proud of I, you, Sean. I take that back. I wrestled once last year under a mask, but it was for like two minutes, but still. We have some Super Chats. Reminder, guys, donate a Super Chat any amount if you're watching live at YouTube.com slash Fightful. We'll read your question or statement on the air. Subscribe. Tap that bell for notifications. It lets you know when we go live, and we're going live quite a bit this weekend. Sunday, Elimination Chamber. Saturday, UFC 248 post-show. I I put a poll up. I was like, hey, guys, help me out. You want a post-show, or do you want a watch-along? And you dicks. Had a 50-50 vote. Mm. So I'm doing a watch along. Because <laughs> it's easier. <laughs> oh, well. Tim Traver, happy birthday to him. He says, I had an amazing day today. Anakin JMT says, Elimination Chamber is officially a skippable show. I would agree if it were not my job, but I will cover it with joy. Warren and I will make our picks a little bit later. Brian Chair says, First time, long time. Please book Otis Ziggler, Mandy Mania at Mania. Uh, besides Edge and Orton, it's a storyline I'm most invested in. SRS, you're the best, Brian. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you watching for so long. I know a lot of you don't comment or anything like that. I appreciate every single one of you. That yeah, Warren. They've they've made Otis incredibly sympathetic. They have done a masterful job with him. I think. And it's a let, let me let me just reiterate who's been telling you week after week how great the Otis segments have been. It's this guy right here because because it's it, that's exactly what they've done. They've made it into they've made him into a likable, absolutely innocent babyface, the kind that is so easy to get behind. Why is it, do you think, that tonight throughout the entire evening, it was it was exclusively a chance for, to get Otis back into the ring during the gauntlet match? That's exactly it. I would be 100% okay with them doing a singles match with him, as long as it's not something stupid like, whoever wins gets to date Mandy, you know, that kind of yeah. stupid. But... I'd be okay with them having this kind of match. Just I kind of feel bad for Tucker because Tucker worked his ass off tonight. You know, he's he he is the workhorse of the team, let's be honest. But there's you know, you still show up at WrestleMania, you still get a paycheck. I couldn't be happier to be wrong and to admit that you were right about something than than this Otis storyline because pretty early you were on board with it and I was like I think it's Henry Godwin and Sonny at best. It is well beyond that it is so much better than that it's it's good it's it's really excellent long-term storytelling i can get behind it and i'm all for it we had another super chat joseph farley says i volunteer to be the jobber you demolish in tampa sean no here's the thing i don't want a willing participant i want somebody to really dread it 
I want a coward. Oh, and, I can. Oh, no. See, if you're volunteering, that's, that's right. Off, I just that's, realized that's an issue enough. No, you said coward and it reached out to me. That's there, there you go. Anakin says you need to have a sea of the SRS face masks for your match. <laughs> that, that'd be not, great. Not a bad idea. Uh, DJ Cass says the SmackDown first hour really shows there's not a lot of depth on SmackDown. Very lackluster. I would agree. You know what this first hour said to me? This first hour, Warren, said to me that somebody on the SmackDown team said, Oh, yeah, by the way, those tag titles, we're allowed to have them here. We gotta keep reminding people. We gotta remind people over and over. Yeah, I agree. There, for some reason, everyone this week woke up and was like, Hey, you know what? The Kabuki Warriors. Because it goes beyond the tag team titles. Like, hey, by the way, the Kabuki Warriors, that's a tag team we have here, by the way. It's not just Asuka fighting people over the past few. Uh, They're a tag team as well, and we need to do something for WrestleMania. So, yeah, I agree. There was a lot of that. It's as if uh, just someone woke up and was like, oh, yep, we got to book this match too. Josh Page says, bring that jobber Melissa from Toronto down. Melissa has legitimately beaten me a couple times. Um, although she cheated, she did win. Uh, I, myself, as a cheater, a, a well-documented cheater, uh, no, not doing it. it. It still counts, unfortunately. Kevin Langhoff says, Sasha versus Bailey is going down. Bailey with the small jab. She said Sasha was not successful when they were enemies. Sasha said she dedicated an album to her but pointed at the title. That's an interesting... That's an interesting I, thing, and, and we're going to get into that. I appreciate that comment, Kevin. It's got to be them because everybody else has been 50-50 to death on this show. Yeah. yeah. Do you want we get into it right now because I'm willing to talk about it? <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get into the show. Uh, sure. Tim Traver says, as Chris J says, drink it in, man. I'm drinking plenty over here. Uh, all mm-hmm. water, though, my friends. Bliss Cross Applesauce come out for Moment of Bliss and remind the Kabuki Warriors that the tag belts are supposed to be defended across brands. Uh, Hulk Hogan, apparently, as I mentioned on Twitter, couldn't be arsed to come tonight, or WDB decided it wasn't worth it. I'm just happy I don't have to see him. Bingo. I saw a lot of people that hated this segment with the NWO. I didn't mind it. I really didn't. I, I thought this was a fairly safe use of them, all things considered. Uh, and that's the problem, Sean. <laughs> it's a safe use of the NWO. There were, I had so it wasn't it was mostly cringy if you ask me. It wasn't as bad as a, the whole way was I was uncomfortable for everyone involved. From the moment where Nikki Cross had to do the selfies, you know, for the obligatory, "Hey, youths of America, look at it. we understand your your ways with the selfies with fans." segment and i can't believe this is what they're doing with nikki cross moving forward to um to the guys in the ring i don't know if they were just waiting for cues to happen but there were these silences and that were very very uncomfortable i will say scott hall had had all the best lines of the night was like what he said he was amazing he was just dropping these inconsequential underscores which was fantastic and then Braun and everyone comes out. But here's what I would have done, Sean. Yeah, it's the NWO. These guys are jerks, right? They, technically, they're not baby faces. They're heels. And they even touched on 
Why wouldn't, let's say they do the whole thing with Sammy, Braun comes in, and he stands in the middle, and he does the too sweet thing, and they all too sweet him, but then they, just under a chair or something, they do have a fucking cattle prod, <laughs> and and Scott Hall cattle prods Braun Strowman, then Sammy and the boys come back and beat him up. Now that is how you use the NWO. Because that's what they are in essence. They'll backstab you in a second. You get the the heels come back to get some heat before the pay-per-view on the champion. Instead of a segment which was just a little cringe. It was just like, well, it's, this is something that's happening and I, was I don't hate that idea. I don't hate that idea. I think the, the best use of Legends is stuff like Edge almost getting his head stomped in by Rollins and Big Show. Um, mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels showing up and super kicking Daniel Bryan, and we're like, why? Even though they never paid it off, and they should have. I, I don't disagree with you. Uh, Nikki Cross took a selfie with the NWO, as you mentioned. Nash brought up him beating up Goldberg and said that Reigns will need a cattle prod and Scott Hall. And, and this did suck early on, but... I did like the artists coming out and being like, look, Intercontinental Champion, Intercontinental Champion, and a guy who knows how much it weighs because he's carried their bags. I was like, damn, that was a good line. And Nash <laughs> saying that Sami Zayn looked like Seth Rogen after two weeks yeah. of stomach flu. Real missed opportunity with the topical coronavirus thing. But, they're, they're, you know, WWE is one of those things. It, it was so safe that they didn't want to mention that either. Yeah, They don't want to mention that because people are legit afraid that WrestleMania is going to get canceled. Which is probably not going to happen, but yes, absolutely. But yes, I agree. Those were some great lines. What was the line he uh, that Sammy used? He's like, you know how the icy title belt weigh, weighs because you've been carrying their bags for years. That was fantastic. My two favorite things about this were Sean Waltman wanting to fight and Scott Hall playing the crony. Him just being yep. like, yeah, boss, yeah, boss, what they said. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. Yes. Uh, Sami Zayn will not let the NWO clout chase. <laughs> and then uh, Strowman takes out Cesaro and Nakamura, but Zayn uses Bliss as a shield. I'm cool with that. Um, up next, we got Boss and Hug Connection defeating Naomi and Lacey Evans. They have 50 50 everybody. Naomi lost a top contender match, then won a top contender match, then lost the title match, then won a tag match, then lost the tag match. And Lacey and Evans, then, here's the thing. They're trying to make Lacey Evans happen. I don't care. I don't care. Lacey Evans, you know what worked with Lacey Evans not that long ago was leaning into the military history and making her a rah-rah USA face while also underscoring the fact that she loves her family, she's a good mother, and so on and so forth. And I remember us having discussions. We were like, you know what? This is the best use you could make of Lacey yeah. Evans moving forward. Now they're coming, to her, having her come out as if she's moonlighting at Moulin Rouge, and there's nothing to her character anymore. There's nothing to Naomi either, who was coming out of Royal Rumble with momentum, Sean. She came, she had a big return. Everyone was excited about it. Everyone thought that it was a good idea to have her challenge for the SmackDown title. And like you said, she's been 50-50 the whole way through. So guess what? Guess what happens then, Sean? We don't care anymore. Because if you're not half arsed to create stars that we can believe in, why would we be invested in believing them? 
I'm working on the audio, guys. I don't know what the hell's wrong. Uh, that is not something I can exactly attend to during a show. So worst case scenario, I'll fix it in post and release the audio. Um, and yeah, Warren's audio dropped, guys, because I want it to match the fucking levels that you all are bitching about. Oh my god, Sean's audio is so low. Warren's is so high. What? Now he dropped Warren's? Now they're gonna be at the same level? Gosh, guys. Thanks for being here, guys. (laughs) I'll see. I'll try to test and see what's going on, but hey. Ah, oh, man. But yeah, if you all keep bringing attention to it in the chat, I'll, I'll ban you. Deal with it tonight on Fightful Podcast, <laughs> folks. Just I mean, people, people are at, like, here's the thing. I can adjust it a little bit. I can try to even it out as best as I can. Uh, but quite frankly, I, I can't go and unplug my shit. Plug it back up. I can't restart my computer. I'm operating the OBS. I can't do all that. <laughs> I don't have that option. There are times when I'm on the show myself, and I, I can't do that. There's just not a lot of options. So mm, I adjusted the levels, and what I'll do is I'll take it to uh, level later after this, and I'll fix the levels, and that'll be that. That's all we'll, that's all we'll do. It's the risk of doing it live, folks. And, yeah, you know, we'll we're, we're a two-man team. It's not as if we have a staff of 50 yeah. fixing up uh, the, the, the live stuff every time we go on. So uh, Naomi had a great corkscrew plancha, but she's got to give up those speedball Bailey kicks. They look bad. They look yeah. so bad. Uh, Banks gets the win with some stacked-up double knees. Backstage, we see Sasha and Bailey looking yep. – they're, they're leaving – Sasha leans on the UC in promos way too much. I hate that. Uh, but she and Bailey are upset that the Bellas are going to the Hall of Fame before them, which is great. But mm-hmm. th- there's all these undertones about a possible match for them. Well, we've been talking about this for weeks, mm-hmm. that this this is your WrestleMania match for the SmackDown women's title. Um, and as much as Naomi is cool, and as much as they tried with Lacey, and as much as Ember Moon might fit into this at some point, there's there's no other match right now. There's no other match right now that makes as much sense as yeah. Sasha versus Bailey, and that's your money match. That is the match that you have to put on. It's the one that has all, in all intents and purposes, has all the capabilities to steal the show because they are legitimate friends, because they have legitimate chemistry. Look at them work as a tag team. As far as I'd go, even as far as I'd include them as one of the best tag teams in WWE right now, men and women combined. They work really damn well together. They have their timing down pat with each other. They have the great ring awareness. They're perfect. They work so well together, and that's just because of years of working together understanding each other, liking each other. They'll put on a hell of a match. This is what you have to lean into. And like, I'm, I'm sorry, I forget who dropped the Super Chat earlier. Yeah. But that's, I noticed it as well. When when Sasha said, I'm going to dedicate the, the, my, my, 
my uh, album to you, she booped, she booped the title. And this has been going on for a long time. These these passive these passive little shots at each other. You know, I don't think this is long term WWE storytelling. I think this is Bailey and Sasha taking things into their own hands because they know down the line they're going to have to fight, and they're doing it for themselves. They're doing it just like, well, you know, if we're going to lead down this path, we're at least going to leave a trail of breadcrumbs so that when people go back, they can at least enjoy all these little moments or at least start to pick them out, all these little moments where we're being snide with each other. Yeah, I hope this is a way that they're rewarding long-term viewers. I hope, hope it is. But I'm 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 not often uh, optimistic about that. But I am optimistic about WrestleCon 2020 in Tampa, Florida, Thursday, April 2nd, all the way through the end of WrestleMania weekend. I'm talking Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, John Moxley, uh, several of the guys you saw here tonight from Kevin Nash and a lot of others. Uh, there are more guests at this than any convention. Period. All year in wrestling. There will be none bigger than this one. And tons of live events. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Lion Break Project 3. You have the, the Joshi Pro Wrestling with DDT. Ethan Page's Body Guy Extravaganza. Uh, the show I'm actually looking forward to most this that week. The TNA. The, the retro show. God, I'm so pumped for that. I'm very, I think I'm passing up on SmackDown and a few other shows just to go to that. There's WrestleCon Worldwide, Joey Ryan's Penis Party. It's a good time over there. There's going to be tons of stuff there. You will not run out of stuff to do, even if you go all week. It is just nonstop. They've got brunches, tailgate parties. They've got bus services to get you there. But, I mean, like where else are you going to see like Hiroshi Tanahashi, Arn Anderson? Like there, There's a little bit of something there for everybody, whether it's like 80s NWA, modern-day New Japan, WWF in the 1990s, TNA in the 2000s, WrestleCon is the place to be. WrestleCon.com, check it out. I'll be there. Hope to see you guys there as well. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sheamus defeated Apollo Crews. Shorty G offered to help Apollo, but Apollo wouldn't shake his hand. Cool. That was at least something, but Apollo got some offense in and got brogue kicked. Every televised match Sheamus has had so far since his return has been against one of these two. Five of them. It's fucking stupid. At least they're giving something to do for Shorty G and Apollo Crews that will lead them into the greatest pre-show match in the history of WrestleMania. Meh. <laughs> Maurice sends a super chat and says, <laughs> says, Sean, if you want a job or just ask Bellator if they know anyone. I'm more likely to find a legit MMA prospect on live PD than I am the Bellator <laughs> MMA prelims these days. Oh, man. Charlie Wolf says, Orton versus Drew is advertised for Raw in Louisville in, in May. Should we read into that at all? Well, we can read into the fact that WWE probably will not approve me for that show. But um, <laughs> I'll tell you the latest thing they got mad at me for uh, off the air, Warren. But, okay. Uh, can't wait. <laughs> but I, you know what? If we're coming out of WrestleMania and Orton somehow wins or picks up a big win, I think I'd be all for that because, damn, Orton's as hot as he's 
ever been right now. I'm more interested in Orton right now than I have at any point since Legend Killer days. Would you even include that period with the Jeff Hardy feud? Because mm-hmm. he was real damn good. You'd throw that in there as yeah, well? Yeah, and, and I thought he was good then. That's that's like not me okay. taking a shot at that or anything. Um, there okay. were there were spots of from Legacy that I thought were really good. I thought Rated sure. RKO was good because we don't often see him in a tag team. Uh, I thought the Undertaker feud was good when he was trying to get him for for Mania and all that. There were there have been certain spots where I really liked him, but I mean, Warren, me and you would talk on the air, and I would be like, "What can they possibly do with this guy?" And I'd throw out like a Shelton Benjamin tag team because it's not the it's the only thing we haven't seen him do is a tag team and kind of bring somebody up and do the angry old men type of thing. This, however, has been amazing. You know, and it, I've talked about it on my own show as well. I think one of the reasons that this is so successful is that everything that Randy Orton, all his promos that he's cutting feel legitimate. They feel authentic. They don't feel scripted. It's as if they're just letting Randy Orton do his own thing be a wrestler, cutting his own promos, something close to himself. And if WWE, I really believe that if WWE let its wrestlers do that more because we we praise AEW for doing that, we praise NWA with this, for letting the wrestlers cut their own promos and give some give some energy to it, some personal authenticity to it. Man, if WWE were, let their wrestlers do that, I honestly believe that they could sincerely, truly dominate everything because that's one of the the, the aspects that it, that's holding everyone back. So when you got a guy like Randy Orton coming out and cutting those kinds of promos, you're like, wow, this is so good. But yeah, because they're letting Randy Orton be Randy Orton kind yeah. of thing. And that might have been one of the three best WWE promos I've ever seen in my entire life. That one sure. was unbelievable. It was like for weeks they built up. Why, 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 why? And when I heard that, I recounted it to my wife, like I re- repeated it to her, and she was like, "I got chills with you telling me what he said." <laughs> That's how good that was. It was just, oh I mean, my, like there's no way this was a, a writer who came up to him and said, "Mister, uh, <laughs> Mister sure. Orton, uh, I have the, I, I have these lines set up for you." There's no way. I, I will, I will say this, and this is just my hunch again, not an inside thing. It does seem very much like uh, somebody could have went up to him and said, and then, sir, what you will say is that you love Edge more than his wife could ever possibly love him, sir. It seems very Hamanish, and does. And that's – hey, that's a good thing. I don't know if it is, but hey. Which brand needs Nia Jax more when she returns? SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown. I think SmackDown honestly needs more workers, but yeah, they do. They they need mm-hmm. more stars, too. Yep. DJ Cass says, what is it about WWE not willing to give guys their own music back? Seems like they are forgotten that the music uh, helps enhance superstars. Well, uh, on Fightful Select a while back, I, I kind of put out there why CFOs was no longer working with WWE. There was a publisher issue. The publisher was entitled to uh, a significant cut of what they were making. And CFO wanted WWE to buy them out, and WWE was going to. And then the publisher was like, nah, and they just let the deal lapse, and now they're all doing something else. Uh, but music has sucked kind of lately. It sucked pretty bad. 
I'll just look at what they saddled Buddy Murphy with. It's generic WWE 2K uh, entrance theme. Rob Bookin says, SRS, does your gut say Ricochet is getting a heel turn? Uh, He needs to. He needs to. But hey, you know, I am looking for a jobber. That'll see that'll get back to him and he'll take it serious and it'll be ridiculous. It was just just a one liner trying to be like Deadpool, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Gulag is backstage talking to Dan- Drake Maverick about Daniel Bryan's weaknesses. Drake, who was supposed to actually face Daniel tonight, I'm told. Um, didn't. Uh, I'm all for this Daniel Bryan Gulag match. Daniel Bryan go- goes up to him and says, Hey, if you see so many holes in my game, Let's have a match this Sunday, and I'm all for it. The, the The finish isn't in doubt, but knowing Daniel Bryan, here's the thing: it would mm-hmm. I would love it if Drew Gulak pinned him, and he's like, "Listen, I told everybody, I told everybody," because to me that gets a little bit more heat, and I think this could be a very AEW ish Shades of Gray. Who should I be rooting for here? I don't know, but I'm interested in seeing them fight, type of thing. See, I I don't think the ending is as cut and dry as it can be because Daniel Bryan is the kind of guy who is ready to do stuff just for the for business. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But Vince McMahon is the kind of guy to go, sorry, pal. I mean, I know, we, we I know. heard on New Day's, I think it was the interviewer podcast, about how they had planned this match with the Usos, and they had set up the finish. And they are told 30 minutes before it went out there, before they went out there, finish change, sorry. Other teams winning. Then 10 minutes before, they're told, oh, yeah, you got to switch it back. You're, you all are going over after all. You just we- never know. You just never know. But to me, to me, it's not as cut and dry as far as the, the conclusion goes, uh, because there, because it would really. I mean, there you go. That's how you'd create a new star right there in Drew Gulak. Just I found the holes, and then that becomes his gimmick. I can find the holes in everyone's offense to lead me to a victory. And Drew Gulak, we've seen it on Two Hundred Five Live, and. Uh, He's not above cheating to get a win, so he, that can still be a possibility as well. It doesn't have to be Mr. Perfect Wrestler, but hey, you know what? This match is going to is going to rule. It's going to rule. And I also appreciated when Drake Maverick came in, just as a quick side note, as a watcher of 205 Live, during the tenure where Drake Maverick was general manager, Drew Gulak referred to him as Mr. Mr. Maverick when he came on. He didn't say hey, because he was his boss. So I kind of like that that little continuity there. It was like, well, Mr. Maverick, I, I, I thought it was neat. <laughs> I mean, gosh, there, there are a whole lot of people that have never watched 205 Live and don't even know. <laughs> yeah, don't no, even I know. know. Don't even know. Uh, King Corbin is interrupted by Elias backstage. Does anybody give a shit? I liked how, uh, how um, uh, Baron Corbin called him. You know, you're a gimmick. I, I, that I thought when he sent that to Elias, 
you know, a lot. Of, I think a lot of people online took it way too seriously, and I think it was a very self-aware comment, folks. Don't worry about it. I know it's cool to hate on Baron Corbin, but I think he was being very self-aware there. I thought yeah. it was hilarious. But do we care? Absolutely no. not. My no. God. These these two. I don't want to see him in a singles match. Don't want to see him in a tag match. Throw him in the battle royal. King Corbin can say that he's looking to defend all of his crowns this year, including from when he won the Andre Battle Royal or some stupid shit to make it seem like it's important. Whatever. Uh, I'll tell you something that was important. What I consider one of the more important Firefly Funhouse episodes of all time. Mm -hmm. Because Bray Wyatt is there, and they call back to his loss to Cena and about how it sent him down a psychological, personal, and professional downward spiral. I love this. They're calling back. They're explaining why. Why? Why would The Fiend one day remove from John from losing his universal title go after John Cena? Because John Cena was there. Well, why would that be more important to him than that title? Well, now we, now we know. Because that, that's the essence of The Fiend. That's why The Fiend character exists, if you haven't figured it out by now. Yeah. The Fiend exists for Bray. It's Bray Wyatt's spirit of vengeance. He's Ghost Rider, yeah. essentially. Can, he, uh, a manifestation of everything that went wrong in Bray Wyatt's career back out to just right all the wrongs. So it makes absolute sense. We we talked about it last week. It makes sense for him to go after John Cena because of the match. I'm just glad they leaned in really heavily into it and was like, you know what? This is part of the problem that uh, – this is part of the reason why Bray's uh, career went down the toilet after. I'm like, well, this is fantastic. Gives motivation to The Fiend for everything to happen. And, again, a great, uh, a, a great segment of Bray Wyatt being Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt. Like I'm like we've been talking about, only he could pull this off. Honest to God, he's pulling it off again. Uh, it's a fantastic gimmick, and it it rests all on his very capable, charismatic, entertaining shoulders. To get a few plugs out of the way, guys, did an interview with Lita, Christy Hemi, and Gail Kim about the Kayfabe Project this week. Uh, I spoke to Fala Ba, who talked about his Yokozuna comparisons. And I even I even said to him, I was like, hey, I know you had to get tweets when Saudi Arabia was like, hey, y'all got Yokozuna? Y'all got him? And he confirmed that he did, but said he was a little too loyal to Impact Wrestling. I interviewed Jason Kincaid, who actually is an independent wrestler. for He's wrestled for Evolve, DDT, and ROH, but he's done a lot of writing for us, too. He talked a lot about how he changed his image. He had these signature braids and went for a head tattoo. Last week, I did Manly or Not Manly Part 2 with Silas Young. And let me tell you, many of the subjects were not manly. Um, I had an exclusive on Tony Khan not wanting to move AEW to Mondays. Uh, I had my long-form feature on my interview with Dean Ambrose, not Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. The title of it is <laughs> the title of it is no longer Dean Ambrose. John Moxley okay. is happy. You guys can check that out by going to Fightful.com, clicking our wrestling tab, and there's an exclusives button there. You can find all the exclusive info there. Also, every single week, I drop the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. I see a lot of you hit me up on Twitter and ask me about stuff like, oh, what happened to Omega? Why wasn't he there this week? Well, I had that in the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. Oh, where have the horsewomen been? Had that in the weekly. Lots of stuff like that uh, I put in there, and we report on it. Uh, I had people say, oh, why are AEW wrestlers working more indies? That was in the weekly. What's up with Matt Hardy? In the weekly. 
lots of cool stuff there. It's about a thousand words of exclusive news uh, that you only get at Fightful. You can get that early at Fightful Select here too. Hey, on, and on Select, we have a retro review out. Something we tried a little God, differently. People love it too. We're yeah, getting good feedback really on it. We did something different for our retro review. Usually we cover a show or something like that. But I hit up Warren, and there's a match that I've always loved. It's Art Bar and Eddie Guerrero versus El Hijo Del Santo and Octagon. And I know a lot of you might be going, who? Well, Eddie Guerrero, you know who they are. This ain't really about Santo and Octagon. It's about Eddie and Art Bar. Art Bar did some shit, man. Yeah. He did some shit, like some rapey shit. And despite that, despite that, the level of talent this guy had, had WCW, ECW, and WWE going like, eh, eh. He threw a frog splash so good that these companies were willing to go, what, rape? (laughs) That's pretty much it. And we talk about what led up to that. We talk about him dying a couple weeks after this. And then we talk about Eddie Guerrero and what happened after that. I think we're going to cover more things like that, uh, more in, in that vein, because uh, though we've gotten some good responses from that. and uh, It was well a worked. lot of fun. And we also got to talk about Luis Piccoli, who was involved in the match That's as right. well. And Louis, Luis Piccoli, yeah, who was another fantastic talent who was taken from us way too early. Who uh, was then known as Madonna's boyfriend, then became known as Rad Radford in WWF. That, it, was, it was such a fun retro review. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you guys are wondering how our retro reviews are, I have two uh, free preview clips out. We did TNA Unbreakable, uh, I think about a year ago. It's up for free. And I posted the epic triggered rant on the AWA Super Clash 3 Battle Royal, the lingerie Battle Royal. (laughs) Mm. Anakin says, Warren, I prefer DC Spectre to Ghost Rider. Oh, I liked, uh, true, I liked Spectre, but I... Uh, I kind of got turned off when uh, when uh, Spectre became was uh, Hal Jordan when Hal Jordan died and he became Spectre. That's where I kind of it, it lost a lot of luster for me. Might as well be speaking French to me. Kiwi Rob says, "Not about SmackDown. What's Warren's plans for WrestleMania week? For WrestleMania week? Oh, uh, well, I, ho- I hope well, you're hosting our NXT show. <laughs> well, we're okay. That." That's one thing that's coming up, but uh, I will be traveling, though, that weekend or the close to it. So, yeah. Well, I won't be here for SmackDown or NXT, so I probably need to get affairs in order. But um, I guess we got more SmackDown. Did you forget that there's a, a tag team division, a women's tag team division? Because they mentioned it a couple times on this show. Yeah, we were we, – our memories were refreshed. Yeah. Uh, we had Fire and Desire, who were joined by Dolph Ziggler. Win via distraction over Carmella and Dana Brooke. And I have people asking if Carmella should turn heel. Right now, I don't think so. I think it takes something substantial. I I think she's really likable, too. Well, the thing is, I've been asked the same question. WWE has to start just doing something with her before Mm -hmm. we start talking about, should she be a babyface or heel? Just do something with her, for God's sake. Because right now... You know, I can understand where people are thinking, well, she's bland. Yeah, they're not doing anything with her. It's just that simple. Well, this match uh, did happen. Dana Brooks' corner elbow was was good, but her dropkick missed by a mile. Uh, Mandy's knee did not miss by a mile, in fact. (laughs) Ooh, boy. Graves covered up for that dropkick as best he could, so credit to him. 
fire and desire, get a win off the Dolph distraction. I thought this was a good way to kind of build that connection between Dolph and Mandy. Yeah, the, this to me, this was essentially what it was for, uh, other than establish uh, fire and desire as a possible candidate for the uh, for the uh, women's tag team titles, which I think they'd be overdue in getting as well, because I think uh, WWE could benefit from having another established women's tag team because you have uh you have alexa bliss and uh and um nikki cross you have the kabuki warriors you have the iconics wherever the hell they are uh boss and hug they can reform the divas of doom whenever they want mm-hmm. so yeah just toss in fire and desire in there just yeah, just keep things interesting that's yeah. all we want really backstage otis apologizes to mandy saying he got a message that she'd be too late or that she'd be late mandy says that it is too late and she doesn't appreciate being stood up. How is she not addressing this phantom message, though? Like, because, I mean, there was a whole Chappelle skit about it. I don't like people playing on my phone type of thing. This is, look look at the size of this plot hole right here. Yeah. This is, that, that's about it right here. And the other thing is, I, I think her her line was, that, that's, I don't appreciate, a girl, a woman doesn't appreciate being stood up and she leaves. I... Guys, WWE, for God's sake, put some women on your on your writing team, yeah, so that they know how to write words coming out of women's mouths. There's they got a couple, not, but not enough. No, this isn't it. it that that wasn't it. And I mean, it, I know Dana Warrior was one of them, but quite frankly, uh, I get the feeling the people that she was around don't really know that much about women, based on what we've heard in the past about Warrior. <laughs> Either way, uh, heavy machinery ran the table. They are the definition of rising to the occasion. When they got brought up, I didn't think they were ready. They were. When Elias got brought up, didn't think he was ready. He was. Braun mm-hmm. Strowman, too. He was. Uh, I love New Day and heavy machinery starting off. Big E and Otis is such a fun, old-school, meat-tastic face-off. Sure. Uh, they did good in-stereo suplexes, but Otis couldn't get Big E over the top rope on a clothesline. My favorite spot of the match was Tucker catching Kofi mid-air and then hitting a belly-to-belly outside. And the compactor beats Big E clean as a sheet. Does that surprise you? Uh, yes, but it was the right call. It was the right decision. New Day is not going to suffer. What you want out of this elimination chamber, which has been booked uh, for all of two weeks, <laughs> what you want is is for everyone, every team in here to have the opera, or at least give the illusion that they have a chance of winning. This is what they had to do tonight, and by establishing, uh, um, uh, by establishing the fact that heavy machinery could go over the new day, who easily come in as favorites, just like with the Usos, um, then it does add a little element of hey, maybe these guys can pull it off. It was the it was the right call, um, and especially for the rest of the match, it was the best call to to make. Uh, and New Day didn't suffer at all here. Absolutely not. And yes, I I kind of need a 10-minute Biggie Otis thing. I'm not even going to call it a match. I just want a thing. I want the two, like the two, uh, uh, the, the guys who live off of instinct alone, yes. you know, who just follow their urges to just <laughs> slap each other around. I, that's, for sure. I'd, I'd be completely down for that. I'm fine with that too. Heavy Machinery then run through Lucha House Party in, I don't want to say a full match, but close to it. They beat the Usos very quick, and then Miz and Morrison very quick. Uh, These tag champs have been so nerfed 
so nerfed. So now Miz and Morrison continue. Uh, I think they've lost five. I could be wrong. Four or five matches or five of six matches. But the only one they've won is the title match. And the booking for this match was extremely weird. And I don't want to go completely into it because I want to, uh, we'll finish sure. it off. But but up until this point, all the baby faces had faced off with each other. And the crowd, Sean, was dead. This match had no heat. And one of the reasons why the match didn't have any heat is because you, is because there has been nothing done really to build any significant teams, especially any heel teams, in, in, in on SmackDown. Don't get me started with Dolph and and Bobby Roode. They've been 50-50 as well and booked all over the place. You don't even understand that they're a real tag team. You're not even sure how you're supposed to hate them anymore. Um, because they're, they've been a non-factor in so many situations in the Roman Reigns, Baron Corbin feud. The only moment after the New Day was taken out, the only moment that the audience started to get alive was when the Usos came in and started throwing the super kicks, but then they get taken out like that. I'm like, well, the, the crowd is just getting into the match now, and you're taking them out. And that's when we got that's when we we moved on to the champ. It was really, really strange to not get any baby faces, uh, not mix up the the heels and baby faces a little more, plus give an extended period of offense to Lucha House Party as opposed to the Usos, yes. who could get the crowd alive for the match. It was very strange to put together. I completely agree with that Lucha House Party Usos swap, so to speak. And you could have just swapped them in position completely. The Uso second and Lucha House Party third. A bit of a cool down, right? Yeah, and I mean, the then the Usos wouldn't look so bad having lost to a team that just went through two other teams. Now, I, I will say now you got to play up that Heavy Machinery is whooped on Sunday. They got to be fatigued Sunday. They mm-hmm. never seem to do that. And that's a Vince thing. Oh, no, you can't pretend like you're hurt. You're a superstar. Type of thing. Going into a match. It's always one of his deals. But as Mandy Rose is watching backstage, Ziggler laughs about Otis. We see the little glitch on the screen. But Ziggler and Rude are working over Tucker big time. Otis gets a huge pop, but Rude and Ziggler put down Otis and get the win, and they got off the air in a hurry. Hurry. In a hurry. Um, they get the sixth spot, by the way. That's what this is for. I like them adding some stakes. Uh, there should have been qualifying matches for all this stuff. But whatever. Mm-hmm. The 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 this was essentially them doing uh, uh, Kofi Kingston number two this year. That's essentially what this was. You know, the the gauntlet match, having the underdogs come, you know, get come in at first and then move all the way, get so close to the end, but get screwed out of it. This was essentially the Kofi Kingston run from last year. That's what they're essentially trying to do with with Otis and Tucker. It's a little too transparent to me, and and then when it gets too transparent, then I start getting getting cynical, and it takes away a bit of my appreciation, sure. especially since they talked about it when Kofi and 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 Big E had a promo segment earlier in the match. They said, "Oh, you know, Kofi Mania last year," and then, and I don't think it's a good idea in the context of everything that's happening on SmackDown this year to harken back to a legitimately exciting moment 
in WWE last year when there was an organic build for a babyface to head into WrestleMania, something they hadn't planned, something that they turned to the audience to listen to. When you look at the situation this year, where not only Kofi has been completely ignored as far as singles championship material yeah. goes, but they're doing, but they're doing the exact opposite. In we're giving you this main event, and you're going to like it, mm-hmm. and it's not not going over well at all. So. I honestly would try to stay away from referencing Kofi Mania because we are in bizarro world this year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Happening last year. Reminder, guys, we will have an Elimination Chamber post-show. I do a live blog for all uh, subscribers of Fightful Select. My Raw and SmackDown ones are, are for Tier 2 people, but uh, my uh, pay-per-view blogs are up there for uh, all subscribers, so check that out. we got a lot of cool stuff coming to Select this weekend as well. Alex will have his sour graps review, but myself and Mr. Warren Hayes are about to make our elimination chamber picks. Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo. The 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 correct answer is who gives a shit? <laughs> um Andrade retains. I hope I mean please. if he doesn't, then I'm pissed. Because why didn't they just switch the title before his suspension and have it on the show for 30 sure. days? Absolutely. Drew Gulak versus Daniel Bryan. You know, after your talk, after your – you convinced me, Warren. I got Drew Gulak winning this one. This is my dark horse. But mm-hmm. I, at the same time, I'm a Drew Gulak guy. So I, I, I eke naturally towards him. Plus, they're going to be in Philadelphia. It's his hometown. That's a good point. That's um, a good point. I'm I'm going – I'm Drew Gulak is my dark horse just because it's Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan has a tendency to, to do the right thing. He's a mark for the business. Street Profits versus Seth Rollins and Murphy. I hate this match happening for a third time in a week and a half. I hate it. Hate it. Street Profits are probably going to win. Well, because clearly the match they're setting up for WrestleMania, Seth versus uh, Seth versus Kevin Owens, there's no reason to have the titles by any title around Seth uh, Rollins' waist right now. So, yeah, the Street Profits are retaining. And, yes, it's dumb. No disqualification. AJ Styles versus Aleister Black. I could see the OC getting involved here and then the Undertaker getting involved and then setting up Undertaker and Aleister Black versus those three at WrestleMania because I don't want Undertaker working a singles. We haven't seen him in a good singles in a long time. We saw him in a great tag match last year. Yep, with Roman Reigns. I agree. I think the tag team situation would be the best. And look how... Harken back to Aleister Black's NXT days where everyone was like, hey, this guy's the next Undertaker. This is the, this is the, this guy's the next Undertaker. Why not just get a little Undertaker rub then? I, he's further removed from the dark, uh, mystic gimmick that he had in NXT. He's a lot more, he's much more removed than that, but there's a lot of comparisons to be made. They're both strike-heavy, tall guys, brooding. You know, there's a lot of comparisons that still could be made. I'd be all for this. Um, yeah, absolutely. Braun Strowman defends the Intercontinental Championship in a handicap match against Nakamura, Cesaro, and Zayn. I'm excited to see what they do here. A bunch of creative guys in a creative match, and I want to know if one of them pins him, do they get the title? What happens here? Because I think that will play a role. I think we'll see some dissension here. Could you see, but... 
freebirding the IC title, though? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Oh, it would be. And it would be a perfect Sami Zayn thing to do at this stage, to just be like, no, 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 I'm defending or just switching it in a match. Look, there's a lot of possibilities here. Uh, it, I kind of want Braun to retain because I, I think Braun deserves a long, long, long title reign. Um, he needs to be taken seriously as a champion. I think he needs a proper WrestleMania match as well, not be the guy who fights the the the, the mainstream media dudes, you know? Just have him have a match against Sami Zayn, ultimately. I'd be yeah. super cool with that. Tag Team Elimination Chamber Match, Miz and Morrison, New Day, Heavy Machinery, Lucha House Party, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode versus The Usos. I could see Ziggler and Rude getting those titles back and us moving towards Heavy Machinery versus them at Mania. That's the hot feud, but the thing is, you've got to have New Day in a Mania match. You have mm-hmm. to. They can't be in the Battle Royal. Those two guys cannot be. It's either they have a match or they don't, and they're hosting the show or something like that. Like, so mm-hmm. I, I, but... I could see Ziggler and Rude winning this and getting the title. I think Miz and Morrison are going to retain. I think there's uh, otherwise they've like you said they've lost so much. They've lost only then they've won only one match. Um, you've completely ruined John Morrison's return. Then you've completely nerfed this team. But then again, you know it's not as if WWE doesn't have a track record for ruining careers. Am I right? Then the women's top contender match, Natalia, Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler, Asuka, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, winner faces Becky Lynch at WrestleMania, Shayna. I mean, if you are even considering anyone else for this match, you have not been paying attention. Yeah. Yes. We have a couple more super chats. Good friend of the show, Hannah Moore, says, do you think they're mostly ignoring Kofi as a singles competitor because they feel like he has to be with E since Woods is hurt? And they need New Day. The thing is, Warren, yeah, I do think they're doing that. But I think there is a ton of interest in them saying, you know what? We don't feel like a unit without Woods. So we're going to try to do some single stuff, but be there for each other. But let's mm-hmm. see how we do as singles competitors. You, you don't kind of like what, what they're setting up in AEW, you know, with all these trios and stuff, you know? You don't always have to be a tag team if you could be a faction. That's something that. You know, the New Day, that's what happened last year. There was a time when they were champions, and uh, they were tag team champions, and Kofi was was WWE champion. You, you can be, you can all do your own thing, and my God, for the, how long have people been clamoring for a Big E singles run, right? Yeah. Uh, why not? Just pull the trigger on it. It's Leg- not, you know, just try stuff out. I mean, right now, that SmackDown tag division, even without the revival, is swollen. There's a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. Kind of wouldn't mind if New Day hatched a plan Sunday to become or, or WrestleMania to become 24-7 champions and have them trade it back and forth. Them like ribbing each other into getting the titles like something. Give me a reason to, to watch that and watch things. Uh, I'd love that. Brother Hero says, so an SD Live and a Raw Women Chamber match, that's it. Yeah, no, no other chamber matches. That's it. No. I, I just know. I just know they're going to add Sheamus versus Shorty G and or Apollo on Sunday. You wait and see. Oh, Some sure. combination of them. 
Uh, or they'll add Shorty G versus Apollo. Like, we're supposed to give a shit about either one of them. At this stage, yeah, no. But honestly, honestly, I think they're going to drag this one out to Wrestle uh, for uh, to WrestleMania for Cruz and uh, and Shorty G, and it's going to be on the pre-show. Oh. Well, they have to book the pre-show. They have to give they have to give us some great matches for free, Sean. Shit. Leave a thumbs up. Make sure you guys subscribe. I am here tomorrow night for a watch along of the UFC 248 main event. Yoel Romero completed one miracle and actually made weight. Let's see if he can complete another miracle and win a fight for a title because he ain't done that in three opportunities. But for some reason, the UFC thought it was a good job or a good idea to give him a shot. I don't know because he's a 42-year-old jacked-up Cuban guy. I, I, I guess they just thought it was a good idea. I'm not sure. They say that he's a draw, so here I am promoting tomorrow's podcast. At least it's a good time in our live chat. I really enjoy that. Warren, where can people find you? Uh, YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. On my end, tomorrow I'll be doing a live recap and results show uh, right after uh, Pro Wrestling Eve's Women Behaving Badly, cool. which is going to be finishing probably around 6 p.m. It's on British time. And I also have a prediction show tomorrow morning as well for Elimination Chamber if you want to check that out. YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. I promise I do love my job, but this weekend it's – it's going to test me. As I said earlier, it's going to bring the demons out of me this weekend because this SmackDown, tomorrow's UFC, Sunday's Elimination Chamber, and Monday's Raw all look not great. However, it's great being here with you guys. Thank you all so much. FightfulSelect.com. That's where you can support us. We're out. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.